Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef. Welcome. Oh, 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 Bessie. Hold on there, Bessie. Hold on there. Now, let's stop, stop running. Hold it now. <laughs> Here we are. We've arrived now. Oh, we've arrived. Take a good gander around. This is the spot for the finale. Aspen, Colorado. And we made it. I am your host, uh, the quickest draw in the East, Jamal. And I've got my six shooter here. My co-host, he's robbed the most banks from this side of the Mississippi. Reeves, say hello. Hello to our wonderful listeners and friends out there in the world. Hot diggity dog, that's Reeves the Revolver. And coming in third place, we've got Brian, the bastard with the bandoliers. Say hello, Brian. Is that you, John Wayne? Is he figured me? it out. <laughs> he figured it out, and we're just three cowboys who are here in Aspen, Colorado, to try and figure out what's happening in the finale part one of season four, season three, episode fifteen of Top Chef. Welcome to Pod Chef, your three cowboy hosts. And then you can stop playing the music right there, I guess. Okay, good. Oh, I was like okay. very worried yeah. that I was going to have to maintain a character for our podcast, which is like over an hour long. And I was like, there's no, no, way I could do no, it. just wanted to you know set a tone, set a mood for the beginning of the show. So people like really take the audience there, you know, mm-hmm. they're in right now. They're in Aspen, Colorado. And yes. they're like, wow, I was transported there. And then there's going to be music and like horse galloping sounds that Brian's mm-hmm. going to put in. So it's all going to be wonderful. And so it really is going to take them there. And they're like, wow, this really is like a big deal. This podcast is blowing up now. Yeah. It's an immersive experience. We're bringing you to the location that the episode is in. Yes. And we're here and we're recording live from Aspen, Colorado. Um, so what have you guys been doing since we got into town? Brian, what have you been doing? Brian, oh. third, third Mike, what have you been doing since we got in town? Um, mostly legal weed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Just going to dispensary after dispensary, and pointing stuff, and I go, "What's this?" And they go, "That's mm. that's marijuana." Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. also marijuana. And then I go, "And okay, this looks like a cookie." And he goes, mm-hmm. "No, that's also marijuana." Okay. And I say, "This is all marijuana." And you threw your hands up, and you're like, this is it? Uh-huh. Okay. That makes sense why I saw you smoking a cookie before this started. Yeah. Yeah, I crumbled it up, and I put it in a little wrapper, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Melted it down? Yeah, and... Uh, fucked me up. Let's yeah. just say that uh, my blood sugar... I'm a little high. Uh, Carrie, we tried our best, but uh, when this sloppy Joe gets sloppy, all he wants is sloppy Joes. And that's what he made last night in the hotel. He made prison style sloppy Joes. Mm-hmm. Prison style? 
prison style sloppy joes because you just used all the stuff we had in our jail cells. I'm calling our hotel rooms our yeah, jail cells. Yeah, their jail cells. The hotel that we stayed at. Yeah, the hotel we stayed at in Aspen, Colorado. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you're talking about the Hilton Aspen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. snow masks, snow masks, and uh, ski masks as well. Mm-hmm. And so Brian made us all prison style sloppy joes, and I gotta say, that would get you not beat up. For Wait, are we already doing the chefs I prepared for you? No, this is uh this this is a special segment of talking about what we were doing in Aspen. So mm-hmm. oh, okay, because my answer for that's very funny too, but I thought we we're already doing that. So okay. I want to thank you for saying this is funny. That's very kind of you. Um Reeves, it, what have yeah, you been You know doing when someone to? says something is funny instead of laughing, it's always very funny. Yep. Yeah. So Reeves, what very have funny. you been doing since uh, you've been in Aspen? I've been hitting up the saloons. Mm. And playing a little poker, okay. Okay. okay, and a little bit of blackjack, okay, oh, right, okay. yes, <laughs> okay, yes. And you playing those games straight, or are you doing a little, little dirty? Okay, and I'm glad you asked because mm-hmm. I do bring my own pack. We can say this now. We're you know we're going to be by the time this goes out, you know, we'll be out of Aspen, so it'll be fine. But I do bring my own pack of Uno cards. And every time, you know, someone's like, oh, I got a full house or whatever. I go, wild draw four, baby. Mm. <laughs> I throw that that bad boy down. Mm-hmm. And then they mm. beat my butt. Flip they the all table. get very angry. They flip the yeah. table and they all beat my butt. They flip uh, you over and they start smacking your butt because you have that butt flap on your yeah, Pants. yeah, you've got yeah, your yeah, onesie, yeah. your red onesie. I got my red onesie on because I've been so drunk that yeah. I haven't even put on any of my clothes. And that thing flops right open, and then they mm-hmm. beat my butt because I'm cheating at poker by using yeah. Uno cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, so, just you. That's why I saw you last night. I don't know what's going on. I thought you maybe you were hitting up the uh, outhouse because you're out there with your bottle that said xxx on the side and also a big old lantern out there and you were just like walking no, around no no i was just looking around for more games to play and <laughs> also i you know it, it's a weird thing it feels like they always want you to be in the jail cell like it's like they won't try and like stop you from getting in but they don't want me to come in it's like mm-hmm. i'm too bad and drunk that they're mm-hmm. like you actually it's better if you just roam you just roam mm-hmm. around yeah, it's mm-hmm. safer for everyone <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been getting up to it here in uh, Aspen, Colorado. Jamal, did you say what you've been doing here? Um, we did. To it. We did get here and split up. Yeah, we got mm-hmm. here and split up. And what I've been doing, I've been uh, on the stagecoach circuit, and mm-hmm. I have been a spotter for stagecoaches. And what that is is, I ride a uh, shotgun on stagecoach, and I say. Look out yonder, there comes a rascal or any kind of like a danger that's popping up. And that's what I do. And I've been doing that for the past four hours. And uh, it's pretty fun. I, I like that. It's pretty fun. Uh, I feel the, like that's like add on insurance to like a rental car. Yes. It's like, do you really need it? Maybe not, but you'll be glad when you finally have it. Right? Yeah, and that's where, we, that's where I went as soon as we got here. I said, well, I don't want to rent a car in Aspen, Colorado. I'll look ridiculous. Yeah. So I went to the stagecoach rental, and I said, uh, give me your not worst stagecoach, but like kind of middle-class stagecoach. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a middle-class stagecoach, and they said, do you want the insurance? And I said, 
I'm not going to need the insurance. He said, you might want someone who's going to call out things while you're riding because you can't see behind you in a stagecoach. And I said, how much is it going to cost? And they said, uh, 40 shillings. Mm. And so then I had to go to the bank and I say, can you convert these to shillings, please? Mm-hmm. And Kurt Schilling was working at the bank, which was kind of interesting. Wow. And he had the uh, bloody sock. He had a bloody sock and he said, I've been standing and these dogs have been barking. And um, he gave me the 40 shillings. I had to go back to the stagecoach rental. And I said, here's your 40 shillings, which, by the way, is not $40. I found that out. It's $14. Um, and then I got the stagecoach. And they said, you know, we'll drop the price if you want to be a spotter for a stagecoach. And I said, you're going to drop the price from $14 or something less. And I said, you're talking my kind of money deal right now. So instead of renting a stagecoach. <laughs> By the <yeah>. way, Brian <laughs> looks. Brian has checked his phone. He has rearranged things in his room all during what Jamal has said. I kind of rude. No, I'm I'm okay. I'm at work. Some reason Jamal is not working today. I am working, so I'm checking my phone for work emails and the rearrangement was closing the window because someone is doing a uh leaf blower outside and it's very loud. I'm trying to tell a very important story. I, I heard your whole story. You you didn't want to pay for the insurance to have someone nope. spot you, but they said they would cut you a deal if yep. you decided to be a spotter and you got paid 40 shillings, which is not $40, it's actually $14. No. Cost 40 shillings. I didn't get paid anything. That's the part I didn't get to because I was rudely interrupted by you. By Reeves? Stuff. <laughs> right. no, I was way more interrupted by you. If I'm being honest, I saw you get up and ch- close the window. I was like, this guy couldn't be. I mean, we're back on the outs, if I'm being honest. Oh, no. So forget it. I, I had to work for, for the last four hours as a stagecoach spotter, and they gave me a uniform, and then they said I can keep it. So That's nice. It looks yeah. nice on you. Yeah, shut up. Good. Shut up. Shut up. You don't care. Reeves cares. You don't care. It does. I I always <sighs> like a man that wears just overalls and no shirt underneath. I think it's a good look. Mm. I'm finally going to get the tan that I want. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Get those Big straps. square in the middle. Big straps square. on the side. Big square. Straps on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of big square straps on the side, uh, we got part two of the script. Whoa, part two. We got part two of the script. We've got so much material. That's great. Yeah, so got part two of the script. Do you guys want to read it? Can I I read it? Yes, I would love to hear. Hey, Brian, Brian. do you have anything that you have to do before I start reading this? (laughs) Brian's thinking it over. trying to decide how I feel about this. Kind of dead air you're doing right now. No, people like the dead air. It um, makes them know that the show is improvised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we go on lots of tangents. Too many tangents, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Too we are on the list. Yeah. We made the list. I mean, and it's always better to be on a list than not on a list. Trust right. Me. I love being on a list. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yeah. And welcome all our new listeners who are listening. All of our listeners. Yeah. No mm-hmm. idea what's going on right now. Yep. That's okay. I don't really know what's going on either. I think that's why I'm being slow to respond. Let's yeah. do Tom's pages. Great. Yes, we yes, got yes, pages yes, yes. from Tom. This is from page 995. 
This okay. is a direct continuation from last week's script. This okay. is the first time we've gotten that, I think. Yeah. A direct it continuation. Is. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. <clears throat> All right. So, Brian, go ahead and play the music right now. <clears throat> we'll get the script going. Is it going to be the same music as last time? No, it's different music. This, this is all from Tom. All right. <clears throat> Interior bedroom of a castle in northern Scotland. Daniel Craig, who passed out, has awoken. As his head fog clears, he realizes he's tied to a cross with a circle of torches surrounded, surrounding him ceremoniously. He's butt-ass naked. He begins to panic and tries to break free from his bonds to no avail. Padma. Those are sailor knots. They won't give. Padma enters the room dressed in a patent leather dominatrix outfit with a long cat of nine tails whip slung over her shoulder. She sets the whip down. That's the president. Is that, are you trying to ad lib a line or? Oh, no, 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 no. I just, I wanted to, you know, we have new listeners. Yeah. So yeah. I okay, wanted to yeah, make sure. I don't know if she's the president still this far into the movie. I That's assume she point. is, but. Um, Something might have changed. So yes. Yeah. There are a lot of pages. We could have actually had a full on election. Yeah. The Maybe pages. there is. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so anyway, she she's wearing a patent leather dominatrix outfit. She puts the cat of nine tails whip uh, down. Daniel Craig. You're always one to tie up loose ends. Uh, Padma says, your puns won't bring levity to the situation, 007. Nor will they buy you time. Padma pushes a button on a hanging remote device that lowers the crucifix to 45 degrees so she can now walk up to Daniel Greg's face. She gives him a seductive and romantic French kiss with lots of tongue. That's the requirement. Yeah, they are If you're really... French and you're kissing... You gotta have, that's what they require. Lots of tongue. They are really going at it. Daniel Craig is sexually aroused and can't hide it. Padma stops kissing him. Let's cut to the chase, Mr. Bond. I want the truth this time. Daniel Craig. I'm friends with Billy Joel. I'll never say it. Padma walks over to a vertical buzzsaw and wheels it under Daniel Craig's penis. His erection has disappeared. She turns it on. It's now at the perfect spot to chop off his penis if he were to get aroused again. Padma. Stuck between a rock and a hard place, are we, James? Or maybe just a rock hard place. Daniel Craig. That was a terrible pun. (laughs) Brian is so confused. (laughs) There have just been quite a few, like, (laughs) puns or references that I haven't gotten. Like well, when he said, "You're always going to tie up loose ends." She says, "Your puns are no good. I don't know what the he's pun tied is. up on a crucifix." Yeah, okay, pretty easy tie. I'm up. Yeah, pretty with, easy. I'm friends with I'm friends up. with Billy Joel. I'll never tell. Remember, um, Katie Lee Joel. Mm-hmm. I know. I remember who she is. Yeah. Yeah. So, she, I mean, you ruined the giveaway, but she's just about to say. Who is a better host, me or Katie Lee Joel? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of the reason why you don't interrupt. I, again, I'm not interrupting. I think if I remember correctly, it was it wasn't it was your Brian. words, but it, it was, was your Brian. looks. Yeah, you're interrupting with your face more than your. Feel verbally. free. Look, I can listen however I want to listen. It's a free country. <laughs> All right? It's actually not. It actually costs a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> so Padma, stuck between a rock and a hard place, are you? Or maybe just a rock-hard place. Daniel Craig, that was a terrible pun. Padma, no more talking. Who was a better host, me or Katie Lee Joel? 
She grabs Daniel's face and starts kissing him again. He's trying not to enjoy it. We keep getting close-up shots of his ding-dong and the buzz. <laughs> and the buzz saw. He's slowly getting aroused by the French kissing and his donger is getting dangerously close to the buzzsaw. Man, the rating for this movie. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't imagine. I, yeah. So, just as his penis is about to hit the saw, the lights of the torches blow up with a gust of wind and the buzzsaw stops as if the electricity stopped going to the room. We hear ninja fighting sounds for like 15 seconds. It's like, think of that scene when the power goes out and like Raphael's fighting in the sewer, mm. remember that? Mm. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <clears throat> and then one torch after the fighting stops we see one torch is relit a hooded figure walks towards Daniel Craig sorry to be a buzzkill it's Tom Colicchio Hell yeah. Tom Colicchio has arrived and delivers a masterful one liner after saving <laughs> Daniel Craig <laughs> We hear some sort of superhero music from Brian. Oh, that's interesting. He's putting this in there. Yeah. Daniel Craig. Brian, don't interrupt. You're take everyone out of the fucking flow. The I script of the movie. Anything, yeah, it was. It felt like another. What the hell? Interruption. We're in a flow right there. You just get out of nowhere. Yeah. Well. Maybe, are you thinking of the music you're going to use? Sounds like you're getting a credit, actually. Yeah, you're getting nice. you're getting a mention in the script. Like, and now he's interrupting with his face again. Okay. I'm just going to push through because I'm a professional. <laughs> <clears throat> so Tom Colicchio has arrived and delivers a masterful one-liner. Daniel Craig, Tom, oh, thank God. Help me. Get me out of here. Tom Colicchio. Yeah, let's get you out of here. Tom takes Daniel down from the crucifix. He leads him out of the castle and down through a hidden passage that leads to a field with horses waiting. Tom and Mr. Craig saddle up and ride away from the castle. They reach an underground tunnel system, and Tom says this tunnel will allow us to travel back to London, escape this cold north. They ride the horses in the tunnel until they must continue on foot. It's dark and damp and dreary. Tom seems to know his way through, though. Daniel Craig, thank you again for saving me. How did you know I was there? Tom Colicchio, I got word from Anthony Bourdain. They continue walking. Daniel Craig is confused. Bourdain? He's been dead for years. Tom Colicchio, oh, I mean Chef Repair. Daniel Craig, I don't know Chef Repair. Tom Colicchio, oh, that's right. But I bet you do know Chef Keller, though. At Florida Lee's, Tom grabs a torch and lights it. Wait a minute, Florida Lee's? Who are you? The torchlight reveals we are back in the castle bedroom that was really a dungeon. We see the crucifix and buzzsaw in the room. Daniel Craig realizes he wasn't saved at all. He was taken on a wild goose chase around the grounds and brought back to the same castle. Much like that scene in um, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Tom Glickio. That was one hell of a quickfire challenge. All you had to do was survive for 30 minutes, and you did. Tom Colicchio pulls off his face and, re and re reveals he was wearing a Mission Impossible mask too, and he reveals his face. Daniel Craig, oh fuck. You're crazy Ken Lee. Oh, Ken is back. <laughs> oh no. 
henchmen rush into the room and grab Daniel Craig and force him back on the crucifix amidst his pleas for them to stop. No! Stop it! No, you can't do this! You can't do this! Why? Why are you doing this? Padma walks back in the room. Tell him, Ken. Tell him why you're doing this. Ken Lee removes uh, the voice modulator off of his throat and says, I'd hate to throw the sauce out. So why don't you stay and simmer a bit longer? Padma and Ken laugh maniacally together. Daniel Craig screams for help, and no one hears him. Wow. Brian, you can come back now. Brian left. Brian, uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, like having some respect <laughs> for the remainder of the script. Sure. So that was part two. That was something else. I, I know in the part one, you guys said you got sensual and then you got scared. Mm-hmm. Were you getting that same feeling in this part? I did get very scared. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed more violent mm-hmm. and aggressively sexual mm-hmm. than the last one. I am. Mm-hmm. I, I was excited to see Tom back. And then the reveal that it wasn't Tom. Yeah, it that wasn't was a Tom. surprise. But it's I'm very interested to see how this movie pans out because it seems like there's this huge section that just focuses on Daniel Craig. So like I don't even know how does it transition into like he becomes almost the protagonist. Who knows? For all we know, Daniel Craig's wearing a Mission Impossible mask, you know? Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right, well, well, we'll go on to a new se- uh, the next segment, which is Chef's Not Prepared for You. Uh, Brian, you can participate in this one. Cool. Chef's Not Prepared for You. This is a segment where we always do where we talk about what we had for dinner last night and just last night, and we present it to everyone as if we present it to the judges on Top Chef. I'll go first. Chef's Not Prepared for You, a stuffed crust pepperoni pizza from Pizza Hut. Wow. Yeah. Because you know what? What? Chef's I Prepared for You. Uh, pizza from Timber Pizza. Holy crap. Yeah, pizza too. And are we going to have a hat trick? No, we're not. Because I cooked something. Or my wife cooked <gasps> something. And <laughs> to this double reveal of pizza bought from the store. And it was like, ha ha ha, look, we're all buying pizza. He he he. <laughs> if you remember, I had pizza for the last episode. <laughs> and everyone was like, Ooh, boo, you bought a pizza. How dare you buy a pizza? And I was panned. I was pizza panned. Pizza panned. Pan pizza. I got pizza panned, panned pizza for buying a pizza. Mm-hmm. And this week, you both have pizza. Yeah. And not only did Jamal have pizza, he had mm-hmm. stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> yeah. The most unpizza pizza. It's the most pizza pizza. It's uh, from freaking Pizza Hut. Well, no one out pizza the hut. I can make a pizza better at home. Can you not out pizza the hut, Jamal? You swore that you make a better pizza than a pizza place. You did swear it. <clears throat> I can make a better pizza than Pizza Hut. All right, just... sounds like you are setting the you're setting the challenge, Jamal versus Pizza Hut. Who can out pizza the hut? I mean, I already know I'm going to lose, but I'll give anything a try. They do have that open challenge where you can just walk into any Pizza Hut 
and bring and then your you own just pizza. you walk in and you point at someone and you say pepperoni pizza challenge and mm-hmm. they have to accept it and yeah. if they don't they have to commit sempuco right there. Mm-hmm. Sempuco. <laughs> Synchronize. <laughs> they have to. They have to do Sambuco the drink. Uh, I said Sapuco. Sepuku. Hmm. Jamal, you're the biggest weeb I know. How'd you get that wrong, you freaking <laughs> weeb? And by biggest weeb, what do you mean? You're like the only weeb I know is what I what mean. Is, what do you mean? When you say weeb, what do you mean by the word weeb? What does a that mean? A weeb is an American who's obsessed with Japanese culture. I don't know if that's a weeb. That's literally what the definition of a weeb is. Am I obsessed or am I just a fan? There's a difference. There's a thin line between obsession and... Who are you interest. doing right now? Who are you doing right now? And me. That's the me line. I, I miss character that I made up. Okay. So do you want to tell us about the dinner your wife made? Yeah. Yeah. Chefs, last night, uh, my wife made for us. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Uh, Carrie, we know you're listening. Um, hello. Hey, Carrie. Before this episode, Jamal says it's going to be a good one. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you decide if you agree with that. Um, chefs, last time my wife prepared for us two baked potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how loaded were these bad boys? Yeah. <laughs> they weren't as loaded as I would have liked. I thought that I had cheese and I did not. Uh, we never have oh. bacos in the house. We don't eat regular bacon. So mine uh-huh. only had butter and sour cream and hot sauce in it. Okay. That's doable. But yeah, without the cheese, that's oof. That's yeah, a liquid. I, that's a liquid potato. Though. I was like, I was like, let's get the cheese and open the fridge, and it wasn't there. And I was like, oh no. Hmm. So, gotta do your mise en place beforehand. I had nothing to do with it because I was um, doing this podcast when she was doing it. <laughs> to take you all um, behind the candelabra, that was on uh, Saturday. This is now Monday. So if you're wondering why we're not, there's nothing to talk about, it's because we recorded this episode, the last episode 36 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I had so much to talk about. I kept getting interrupted. Yeah, me too. What about the bit at the top where we were all cowboys? <laughs> yeah. That, that seemed new. Yeah, that was new. Yeah, that also happened. I <laughs> didn't do a cowboy thing when I was saying what I did in Aspen. I don't consider Colorado to be a cowboy place. That's just me. Now wait been. a gosh darn minute there. Uh-oh. What do you mean it's not a cowboy place? That's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. Okay, well, I'm going to ride off now. You kind of sound like the spam man. It does. I didn't well, it's probably say in the same universe, probably. Well, we didn't really get a follow up with the spam man. Is he is he still living with you, or has he? I mean, he's still here, but he only really like uh, comes out if we actually mention spam in an organic way, like on the show. Okay, that makes sense. He's just waiting for that time to come. Yeah, he's just waiting for another episode where they have to use spam again. Not today, buddy. All they're getting to use today is trout and antelope. (laughs) That's right, elk. And I guess that's elk. That was a spoiler for finale part one. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Pawn shop. 
Uh, hey, Brian? Yes? Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do, actually. I bite my thumb at you. Oh, wow. Well, hold on. Actually, the actual... actually the, not that. Yeah, that's not the response you're supposed to give. The response you're supposed to say is, no, sir, I do not bite my thumb at you, sir, but I do bite I my bite thumb, thumb, sir. That's Boz Lerman. And Reeves knows it because Reeves and I are classically trained in Romeo and Juliet. And this is a classic Shakespearean mm. banter that Brian doesn't. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, well, you yeah. didn't go to acting school. Like you we didn't did. go to acting school like or we did, so Boz you don't Lerman know this. 101. Yeah, you can literally take an entire class on Boz. Yeah. And this classic Shakespearean banter has really tickled the mind for years. Well, not Brian's because he's not tickled by acting. Um, now, riding the rise of postal activism and embracing the forced reimagination of social interaction, there's one company out there, Brian. It's kind of taken the bards above state sentiment embodiment into a greeting card format. Uh, the company's called Oh Hey F*** You, and I will need a bleep there, Brian. So can you please put a bleep there? Yeah, that was surprisingly easy. So yeah, I'll keep doing that. Okay, good. The company's called Oh Hey F*** You, and it's one part internet meme, one part Hallmark, and one part pop-up ingenuity. We're not just your grandma's yearly check holder. So okay, this Brian? company is three parts. Mm-hmm. It's a three-part company that sells <laughs> one thing. Okay, greeting cards. All right, mm. but they're not your grandma's really check holder. Come on, and you often, Brian, got a check for ten dollars on your birthday from your grandma, correct? Yeah, and then she would always say, "Do not cash on them." Is what it would yeah. say. So you just have a collection of ten dollar. Like at this point, probably a lot of money. I turned him into a paper mache statue of her in her honor. Nice. Oh, that's very kind that's of you. Very sweet. It's just a, a bus of her face, and it's just all her check on there. Whole body. Oh, oh, body. body. Wow, that's okay. a lot of checks. I know. I yeah. a lot of checks. Well, he's got $3,400 worth of checks. So. Mm-hmm. I'm 34,000 years. 30, 30. I don't know how math works. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. I knew he was going to trip you up. Um, So, you know, it's made in Washington, D.C. These greeting cards are designed with goals, a spot on your refrigerator, and in your heart. We, they want to be in your heart, Brian. You know what also should be in your heart? Not not cholesterol. <laughs> That's where my mind went to. Like, it's I guess I clean. did give an open-ended question there, so anything could have worked there, I guess. Um, with their minimalistic style and obsessively thoughtful curation, illustration, and development, these cards are simply better than the others, no questions asked. And I know you're thinking, things can't get zanier. Well, they can, because this company has a mascot. And oh, I know what it is now. It's capybara. capybara. Yeah, it's a capybara. You know, it's you, know a capybara. What, you know what my wife really loved when I said baby barra? She loved when you said baby bar. A little baby yeah. Bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, go deeper into that. Why did she love it? Because it's cute. It's a cute word. Okay. Just love it because because the capybara is nature's chillest, most coolest animal. Though the lawyers say that I can't say that because it's actually yeah, the law. Yeah, the lawyers do say that we cannot say that because it is uh, it is uh, slanderous to. Yeah. Uh, a capybara. You don't want to get um, a litigation from the sloth, the sloth uh, army. A sloth lawyer. Vicious lawyers. Let me tell you something. If they charge by the hour, it, those hours do not fly by. Well, you think that lawyer. a southern lawyer has a, has a slow southern draw? Wait to hear a southern sloth lawyer. Yo. Oh, no. And this was the deleted scene from <laughs> yeah. Zootopia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which that trailer did make me laugh. And then I had to watch the Star Wars movie. If you're still listening to this commercial, you're probably (laughs) asking yourself, how exactly does all of this tie back to cards? Well, let us answer your question with another question. Does it have to? No, it doesn't. Because, oh, hey, f*** 
you has all kinds of cards. They've got space cards, motorcycle, long walks, coffee, aircraft, fruit, other cool shit. Brian, think of some stuff. Trees. Yep, there we go. www.ohayfckyou.com. Ohayfyou.com. Just take out the U in, in the word f- And Brian, you should be bleeping all of these. I will. Every time I say a bad word, you should be bleeping. Even Show- words that I find bad that aren't even words that you find bad you should be bleeping that should have been standard issue on the podcast since day so go to ohayfckyou.com and use promo code podchef to get a dollar off a card and it's always free shipping to the u.s internationally do you live on the planet you do great you get a dollar off you you get free shipping and you get a dollar off card if you spot chef okay so follow him on instagram at ohayfckyou to see new car designs and special offers and fun content before anyone else. Don't make me tell you again. Go to www.ohayfuckyou. Don't make him do it again. Pod Chef, use the cute promo code. I already did that part. Reminder. Hmm. I don't, they don't, this was a beautiful ending and you just ruined it. Pod Chef. All right, welcome back. Season 4, episode 15 of Pod Chef. Season 3, episode 15 of Top Chef. This is the finale part 1 for season 3. This is where you press play. You're watching on Hulu. Those of you who watched early should actually press pause right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started and let too the soon. people who are now. Yeah, you started mm-hmm. too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't talking to me, and I wasn't confused by that. Yeah, me too. You no. start- <laughs> Flawless. Flawless. <laughs> you started too soon. Press pause. Everyone else who needs to start right now, press play and watch along as we talk about this episode. Mm-hmm. Or you know, um, what you can do? You can press record and play at the same time record something that's fun yeah there you record go. you watching it but don't release it to the <clears> podcast because we don't need any more competition we got enough yeah, don't yeah. the list that i saw had like eight on there and we were like seven mm. and a lot of them said like is good is funny and ours just said a description of it as being like yeah and the one that we beat humor. The one in eighth place, the description was just N.A. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they hadn't even yeah. done a podcast yet. Yeah, but they at least said that we're in North America, and that matters. So mm. We are. Yeah, that's a big... That's that's yeah. that's huge. That's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as you already know, because of the amazing, cool opening we did in this podcast, we're in Aspen, Colorado. Yeehaw. Um, they all arrive from being away from each other, and Hung arrives and tells the camera... He's still that dude, and no one can fuck with him. Mm-hmm. And the other chefs, the other chefs, better wake up. Um, they go on a hot air balloon ride for whatever reason. I don't know why they couldn't just drive to where they're going. Yep, they don't really follow up on why that was. I guess maybe that's a big thing in Colorado. I don't know. It's just a thing that they did. Um, I like finales where they have time away and they come back. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. Clears their mind a little bit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for some people, something happens to them, which we will get into with one of the contestants, Brian, where I don't know what was going on with him, but something. sometimes things happen to people in between. They come back and they bring it with them. Well, it's interesting. Brian went home and he won Chef of the Year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he came back, which is kind of interesting because weren't you filming for a year? Yeah. For half yeah. the year, weren't you filming this? So how how did you become chef of the year so, while you were filming? Tom told me this. I emailed him about this episode and I was like, hey, do you have any like tips or any like behind the scenes stuff we can share on the podcast? And he said, yeah. Um, when Malarkey says that he won chef of the year, 
everyone's so excited about it. And they looked into it and it turns out that just his employees had given him a mug that said chef of the year. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh wow. What an honor. I didn't even know I was nominated. I've not even been cooking for a year. I've been doing this competition for a year. And so he thinks it was real. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, no one had the heart to tell him that it wasn't real. So like, I hope he's not listening to this because it would, it would really ruin his day if he heard he's that it wasn't real. He's always listening. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I just want to point out when the hot air balloon <clears throat> hung is not even facing them. Hung is so checked out at this uh, competition that he's in a hot air balloon and he doesn't even want to look at them and talk to them. Yeah, he's... He's all competition right now. Everyone else. I feel like Casey was like, I'm scared of heights. And then they still made her go up. Yeah. They said, we don't care. Get in the balloon. Yeah. Um, So they celebrate a little bit and then they, they come back down, get ready for their, their quick fire. Yeah. And they have to cook in nature on tree stumps. And is this the first time tree stumps are shown in uh, top chef? Is this their first appearance? I think you're right. Yeah, I think this is the first tree stump. We get a lot. We because get a lot. Are these the same tree stumps that they then repurpose throughout the rest of the season? I think so because they looked bigger. So they yeah. grew a little. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. trees grow naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So beautiful, Brian... beautiful 100 foot stump out in the woods. You know, you see it out there. You know, it's been mm-hmm. there for a lifetime. So you just cut it just up. Just stumped to the, to the sky. Just mm-hmm. such a big stump. And you just keep telling yourself, one of these days, we're going to get a, a branch. Mm-hmm. We're just, fingers crossed, a branch pops yeah. out of that bad boy. But until then, we're just taking in that stump, giving us no shade at all. Mm-hmm. Not giving us any oxygen. Not taking in any of our carbon dioxide releasing oxygen. Just being a stump. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I love this stump. Just give me two hours to climb it so I can sit on top of it. And take mm-hmm. a break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cross my legs up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get all relaxed. <laughs> so that was Stump book. Talk. <laughs> I think that was Stump Town Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Coffee. So, uh, Brian in the show is Lucky. having trouble cooking outside. Uh, he drops his fish, and I hope he served it still, because that would be a waste. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is. Uh, Brian says the trout isn't seafood. Did he say that? He he does. He also says that he says people who cook seafood don't consider trout seafood. Yes, we do. We have a clip of that. Um, listen, as I said before, something is going on with Brian. In this episode, I don't know. Maybe one of the horses kicked him in the head or something, <laughs> but I cannot figure. Like he thinks trout is not seafood. He's not seasoning things. He drops a fish on the ground. He's all over the place. Do we want to play that clip? Mm, we don't have to now. Okay. So yeah, they're cooking outside. Hung finishes so early that he forgets to put lemon juice on his fish, and. Um... It's kind of weird. It's one of those things where you like you finish like, man, I feel like I did everything. Am I missing anything? No, not that I can think of. And then right as the timer goes off, he goes, oh, fuck, the lemon juice yeah. for the fish. Let's he didn't necessarily go, did I miss something? He was just like, I'm done. Yeah. He kicked over his stuff just so they couldn't look at what he did. And then he was checking his phone, even though there weren't smartphones back then. 
Yeah, he was just like typing in numbers. Just, like, yeah. yeah. Playing like, Snake. I'm going to send an email to myself. Mm. Yeah. Tried to use it, the web browser on those phones. He was like, it doesn't really do anything on Yahoo. What does this do? Yeah. Five minutes later, the front page loads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's it's... like, great. Oh, cool. All right, I can search. What do you guys want to look up? Yeah. Fish? All right, I'll do it. Hold on. <laughs> I can't help you. I can't do that. <laughs> Chef Repair likes hung in Casey's dish. Is it me, or did Chef Repair not get a single edit that made any sense? Not Like, one. whenever he was on screen, it was always, like, cutting away before he said something or, like, cutting up his sentences. He never said anything, like, that was a full sentence. It was always just, like, yes, that's good. And it would cut back. It would, like, make him seem like he was, like, not saying anything, just, like, giving a stern look. Yes. There was, was also so weird. lots of clips of him making, like, really weird eye contact intense yes. eye contact while he's eating like yes. as if he was about to say something like eating with a knife of course as you do um the food is on the knife and he's eating it off the knife uh making intense eye contact as like hung is explaining like his dish mm-hmm. which i feel like shouldn't you be looking at the food you look at the food so it doesn't fall on the ground it falls in your mouth yeah so yeah he tells casey that she wins and there's this long back and forth of shots of repair looking at Casey and Casey looking back at him and she's like, thank you. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're welcome. It was so weird. I, I wonder what, what was going on there. I did also love hung for hang forgot his uh, lemon and he was describing his food. It's got a lemon on there. The lemon there. I mean, uh, no, it doesn't have lemon on there. We do you have a clip to, of this you, one too. You trying to lie. <clears throat> do we want to listen to that or no? That one's funny. I think. Yeah, let's do okay. that one. Okay. Hello, Hung. Hi, how are you? What I did today is a flay of a trout, dust it with a little bit of curry, and on the bottom I have sauteed mushrooms and a little bit of lemon juice. A little, no, no lemon juice, and um, that's it. Okay. With the lemon juice, you said? Or no, no lemon juice. juice. No I lemon for, juice. forgot the lemon juice. Here's what happened. <laughs> he was very confident that he could lie and get away with it, and then he had a moment where he remembered or maybe someone, Marcel, someone talked to him about it. Like, hey, this is all being filmed. People will know you're a liar. So you can't keep lying on screen. And so then he caught himself. He's like, oh, no, it actually, it doesn't have. I really wish I could say that it does, but it doesn't have lemon juice. I think he also was like, they won't know if there's no lemon juice on here. Yeah. But he was like, no, lemon is pretty, <laughs> pretty big flavor. <laughs> Well, I think another possible scenario, a couple scenarios here, we try to figure out what's what's going on, is that right before Chef Repair and Padma got to his station, he had a little hung dressed as an angel on his right shoulder and a little hung dressed like a devil on his left shoulder. Mm-hmm. And the one on the left was like, hey, just tell them that you put lemon in it. They'll never know. And the one on the right was like, now hung, it's not nice to lie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do I do? And then they came up there, and he said it, and he could hear the little guy on the left be like, he, he said, yeah, come to the dark side. And he thought, oh, no, what have I done? So he corrected himself. And then by doing so, the little angel on the right went to the left and kicked the devil off. And they went, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> fell down to the ground. And, uh, and he's a good guy now. Yep, he got his wings. Mm-hmm. That's just a possibility. That's one of the possibilities that sure. could have happened. One yeah. of the many. One of the many. We won't um, know, but I mean, that's don't know. There, there's no yeah. way to know. Um, no, there's yeah. So Casey wins um, with a non-seafood trout fillet. 
Um, then they have the elimination challenge at the Moon Run Ranch. Yeehaw! The chefs cater the annual dinner for the Snowmass Rodeo Riders, using supplies already in place for the event's original caterers. And once the chefs arrived in the kitchens, the protein was revealed, and it was elk. <laughs> elk, 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 elk. And each chef had three hours to create their own menu of dishes and an hour of service. Now, when Hung was told that he had to cook for cowboys, this is what happened to his brain. Using the supplies that have already been delivered to their kitchen. Each of you must create an entree enough for at least 45 hungry cowgirls and cowboys. What the hell do the cowboys and cowgirls eat? Baked beans and baked beans and baked beans? Okay. 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 Someone's been doing their cowboy and cowgirl research. He yeah. nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you don't just pull that out of nowhere. You've obviously been doing some searching. Yeah, he so, pretended like he had no idea. Yeah. What are they eating? Like baked beans? Baked beans and baked beans? <laughs> yeah, and then the thing is, like that that's heavily edited because he says baked beans, and you can tell, apparently, he kept talking for about like five minutes listing things and then mm-hmm. came back around to baked beans. They cut that. Just to that part. And then he kept talking again for <laughs> another five minutes. Yeah. So it just looks like he says big beans, big beans, big beans. But really, there was like 50, 60 other things he threw yeah. in there. He did a very long pattern game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baked beans. He yeah. said baked beans. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, okay, now let's A right. to see this one. Yeah. So he said, all right, so the first the first loop in this cl- the next in the next clover leaf. I'm, I'm so sorry, <laughs> is beans. Beans makes me think of Let's see, hot dogs, but that's B, so let's go to the C. Mustard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and then the producer stands up and walks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Hung hates the fact he has to cook elk. He says it's heavy and boring, and he hates it. And he throws a temper tantrum. He destroys the kitchen. Um, yeah, I thought Brian... everyone had great takes on having to cook elk and doing this um, challenge. It was like, Hung was like, I don't even know what they eat. I don't want to do this. Uh, Casey's like, I'm from Texas. I do this all the time. And then yeah. Malarkey was like, I'm from Colorado. I got a cowboy hat. I do this all the time. And then mm-hmm. Dale was like, I fucked a bunch of cowboys. Yeah. 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 He told Dale, us. Dale did say, I've never cooked for cowboys, but I've cooked them breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. I fucked them. That's um, another thing Brian said was, uh, elk is not seafood. <laughs> Which okay, this, again, give, yeah. in, it all plays mm-hmm. into something has happened to Brian. I don't yes. know what's happened to his brain, mm-hmm. but he's he's not functioning in a normal manner. And it's kind of interesting you say that because Tom does come into the kitchen at one point and he immediately goes to Brian and goes, "Hey, do you see we're not doing seafood? Seafood guy, <laughs> you see that curveball through your ass? What are you doing? You're fucked." Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? And then Brian's uh, like, oh. Brian's like, I'm gonna try and braise the gay meat, and it's just a long awkward pause. And and Tom's like, All right, good luck. Mm-hmm. He's got to get out of there after he says, Hey, listen, there's gonna be three people <clears throat> in the finale. Tom, yeah, Tom breaks the the news to him, saying, Hey, you think that there's only gonna be two people in the finale? No, we don't have the budget for that. So the finale is gonna be uh, three people instead of just two. We don't have uh, enough money to make another episode. Mm-hmm. So, you guys ever had elk before? How about this? What's the gamiest thing you've ever eaten? And don't say Monopoly, because that's going to be what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what pieces you ate. I've had, I've had reindeer before. That was pretty gamey. Reindeer meatballs. 
I think the only the gamiest thing I've had is bison. Okay. Bison. And that's when I was in Colorado. I went and found a bison, hunted it down, opened it up, threw it on the grill. The whole thing? I have a bison bomber jacket. Oh. Brian, do you want to do your joke? Yeah, yeah, I ate the simple piece from Monopoly. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> Hung made his dish and he doesn't stand behind it and he finished early again. Oh. I want to just want to say something. When Dale is like freaking out and he's putting potatoes and cow fire together because his tart's not working, he's like, I'm just going to boil it in milk. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Just putting potatoes and cow fire in a pot of milk and boiling it. Is that a thing? So I Googled it because I was like, is that a thing? And it is a thing. Holy I don't, shit. I had no idea. Freaking French chef. Ugh. Yeah. Does not like the idea of potatoes and cauliflower being cool in the milk. He's like, what a waste of milk. You're not going to do it. Well, you know, he's French. He's like, you only need like three ingredients. A chicken, Mm -hmm. an onion, and a potato. (laughs) Nothing else. Why do you have milk? It's not necessary. Yeah, so Hung is done early. Um... And they dig into, again, the whole, like, he doesn't help other people, uh, mm-hmm. which he actually does help. He counts down the numbers. <laughs> yeah, he walks right, right up to Brian. Yeah. <laughs> he walks right up to him. He's like, yeah, five, four. You're not going to finish you're, you're two, two one. Okay, you got to stop. Yeah. Boy, that And was the worst close, thing huh? is that he actually counted earlier than the actual yeah. timer just to fuck yeah. with him. He, like a basketball game. He's like, the shot clock, five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. You got three, two, yeah. one. Yeah, and then he blocked him off because he was still yeah. trying to like put some you know olive oil on it. He's like, yeah. no, no, he you're done. He slapped out of his hand. Wagged his finger and he said, uh-uh-uh. Uh, 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 not uh, here anymore. He said, not here. He said, I don't think so. Yeah. So can we cool. talk about something that is not hygienic? There's, they're serving their food in horse stables. Yeah, right? they're Gross. okay. Gross. Yeah, those. Poopy. Um, too much poopy in there. It's just poopy. poopy. And even if you try to clean it, like you can, do the, you can, do, you can do the best you can cleaning yeah. it. Yeah. That's what horses poop and pee. That's just yeah, what they do. That's just what they All do all the there. time. Brian is mixing stuff on the ground. I saw it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy to me that yeah. that was allowed to happen. Bad decision. Um, you know, I, I mean, but then cowboys too. and cowgirls, this is just what they do. You know, they're, they're Colorado. You eat your meal. With your horse in the stable. That's what you do. So 47 minutes in, Brian decides to break out that cowboy voice that we needed kind of in the beginning of the show. It's pretty good. I liked episode. it. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. And we yeah. needed it in the very beginning and like kind of like a strong yes and. And we had to wait to 47 minutes. Into I just wanted to again. break up mine from y'all's because y'all, you're doing yours and it was fine. I didn't want to upstage you, bring out mine, which is a little different. Y'all were doing like more of Southern. I'm doing more of like a cowboy it's so good. thing. And you know... Yeah, you feed your horse what you're if your horse ain't getting a bite of what you're having, he ain't happy. You know where was this guy at the beginning of the this episode? Guy's this guy's amazing. He look, man, oh, I nice. smoked a cookie. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. My brain is on fire. Is this what Cookie Monster feels like all the time? Yeah. All right, all right, we're kind of losing them. Yeah, all right, all right. so well, uh, yeah. very similar to what happens in the show where. Our resident, you know, brain issue guy, Brian, has, <laughs> starts playing a character of a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Brian isn't here anymore. Padma goes up and says, hi, Brian. And he goes, there's no Brian here. It's just yeah. the cowboy. You, you've turned me into a cowboy. Now, let me tell you about my dish. And then he begins to do this. Thank you very much. All right, we'll start over here. This is my honky-tonk, Whiskey River, drunken elk shank. 
whiskey braise shank falling off the bone right here. And I did that with uh, whiskey and red wine, all kinds of nice vegetables, garlic and everything like that. I took cherries, uh, blackberries and balsamic, reduced it, and then I folded it into a sage brown butter. Corn, pancetta, and pork marinade. Some really nice uh, spicy radish sprouts right here. Like an elk shank, all right? So this is a little bit of a horseradish and sour cream mash. And then over here we have um, asparagus, corn, pancetta. A little color for you there. It does have some uh, almonds and pistachio sage leaf to represent our sage in the dish. And this is a uh, gorgonzola right here and a roquefort right there. A little bit of the blue cheese really sets the dish off. Thank you. <laughs> Did you just repeat the clip twice, Jamal, and I not notice? <laughs> this is so long. Yeah, I was just like reading my notes. I was like, holy shit, this is still going. There's some birds losing their minds outside right now. Oh, really? Crows? Murder of crows? I don't know what it is. Usually it's blue jays just screaming. Now it's, yeah. It sounds like seabirds. Jamal's just... <laughs> asleep. Oh. Oh, did uh, did Brian finish talking about his dish? No, <laughs> I mean you've been asleep yeah. for forty minutes, Jamal. Jeez, yeah. did he stop talking about his dish? You get it all out. Let's hear it again. Okay, you got it off. No, apparently we're not gonna get it off. All right. Okay, now you do go back. I think he played. It's Holy crap! That is he is on something else. He's yeah. on something else. Yeah, it, I mean, we're laughing about it, but it is like sad because this this man is descending into madness. His brain <laughs> yeah, is really just completely is. getting away from him. You know, and it just he, I mean, he starts like naming and picking up ingredients, but it's just like hay on the ground, and he's like. <laughs> Pointing to like things like a wooden stump and stuff like that. Stump talk. Stump talk. Um, stump town. Yeah. And so, and Pam was just like, yeah, okay, very good, Brian. All right, I'll see you later. Her food <laughs> got so cold while she was waiting for him to say anything. Well, I think what confused me the most is that they, like, they showed his entire description of the dish, but they cut short the name of the dish. Mm-hmm. Because in reality, he said honky tonk, whiskey river, swim mm-hmm. and hole, fish and crick. Uh, pickup truck, <laughs> pair of boots, old dog, uh, rattlesnake, rattlesnake, lawnmower, red hat, <laughs> red hat, thin blue line, <laughs> belt buckle, belt buckle bigger than your head, brazed, brazed, country road, country road, chicken fried. Tight jeans. <laughs> Tight jeans. Wrangler jeans. Brett Favre. Bluegrass. Bluegrass. That's A to C. Bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Krzyzewski. <laughs> uh, uh, elk. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk elf. Elf. Drunk elf. A drunk Will- elf. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. So he's yep. losing it. Um, he's losing it. I don't know. Is it at judge's table where Hung lies to everyone and says that he really liked the challenge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That <laughs> no, was no. He, yeah, yeah. It was at the at the judge's table because they were asking very pointed questions. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like the camera people said, 
you know this is what he said earlier, right? Yeah, they were like, "Did you like this?" And he was did like, "I like loved this? it. It was great." And it was like you a couple minutes before, this? he was like, "This yeah. is fucking stupid." He's like, "I don't, don't want to do this. this." Yeah, I'm cooking for the judges. Fuck these cowboys and cowgirls. Did yeah. was Tom's being racist when oh, he? Let's, let's well, hold on. Let's set this up. Oh. Welcome to is this racist? And this is different from yo is this racist? Yeah, there's no yo. Yes. There's no yo. yo. So in this judge's table, let me set the picture for you. Judge's table. Everyone is there. They're all five there. Five of the chefs. They they talk about Hung's food. They say it's pretty good. But Tom says, I can't taste you in it. And he says, you were born in Vietnam, right? He says, yes. And then he says, why does your food not taste like that? Uh Okay, that's a good read. And is that racist? (laughs) Huh. Now, what I like to do in these situations is whatever race it is, I remove their race and put my race. Okay. Can you say this if it was about black people? So if if I met Tom, and I have met Tom, and he came up to me and said, you're from, let's just say, like, uh, Bengal. And I say, yes. And he goes, welcome to I think that's racist. <laughs> and now I'm going to have to leave a voicemail <laughs> on you. Is that racist? And Either ask that them. Was racist. I'm, <laughs> yeah. That was racist. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, <laughs> is this racist? No, but has, has, has Hung made an Asian inspired dish this entire season? No, no, but it and also, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Exactly. He, he did talk about you know, and who knows when that actually that this interview happened. But he talks about how mm. he wants to be able to cook his food, but he hasn't mm. had really the opportunity to do it yet. Yeah, and he he gives been. like a very heartfelt speech about like his family and mm-hmm. you know their struggle to come over here, and that they're all cooks and blah blah. blah. And mm-hmm. He wants to do his food, but he just hasn't had the opportunity to do it. He throws mm-hmm. that in Tom's face. Yeah. Why I is mean, this elk made with? Sweet and sour sauce is what Tom said to him. <laughs> and Hung's like, look, I'm from Pittsfield, Massachusetts. All right? Mm-hmm. So give me yeah. a break. His dad escaped Vietnam, brought them over here when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he cooks. But we, we tell him to cook. Can, can, I, can I say something? Uh, even in the Please. finale, Hung doesn't really do uh, Vietnamese food. He cooks fish and chips, shrimp with palm sugar, oh, and Sue's beads duck. You mean tomorrow? So, <laughs> I mean, like, wait, next week? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think he gets to his uh, stuff in the finale either. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of like Tom coming to me and he's like, hey, you like soul food, right? How come you don't cook any? And I'm like, this is bad for you. Jamal, you were born in the soul, right? <laughs> like the one so, I tasted. Are you stuff. talking about soul <laughs> South Korea? <laughs> It definitely is mean. What he like, how he presents it and how he says it is is aggressive and, and very mean. And that is also now I'm thinking about a great um, food show. It's called uh, Soul Food. Is where a black soul food chef goes to Seoul, South Korea, and serves soul food. Mm, I'd watch that. I'd watch that too. <clears throat> so now that's out there. If you see that show, I'm going to ask for my cut of the check. Yep. Um, this is also an episode of Yo, is this mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. Um, so they all have the chefs plead with them as why they should stay over everyone else. And everyone gives a speech. And then Brian says, I haven't cooked my food at all. 
which is crazy to say. <laughs> You've been on the show for 14 weeks. And he's like, I don't feel like I've cooked my food at all. I mean, I've, I'm a seafood guy and I've cooked all seafood, but I haven't really shown you my food at all, which is interesting as a take um, because um, I think that's why he's eliminated. I think that plays a part. He's the last one to go. Yep. And everyone gives a very heartfelt, true speech yeah. that feels from the heart mm -hmm. and personal about why they want to win and what they've been through to get here. And it's very touching. And then Brian is last. And it's clear that he doesn't have anything like that. So I think he should have just left. He should have just walked he out. He should have walked out. She just said, look, it wasn't fair what you did when you were making fun of how much stuff was in my dish. And now I'm kind of being grilled and I have to beat all these speeches. I'm not a good public speaker. I'm just going to go. Mm -hmm. I, I, I never understand. It doesn't seem like the dishes are bad. It just Gail kept saying there's just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot going but on. But she's not saying, and I like it. Yeah. But there's a lot going on in like this plate and it goes together. There's a lot going on and I like it. Why did you make me pick my own cheese? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pat my actually grills yeah. him on it. Why don't you tell me which cheese pairs with this dish? Yeah. Maybe people don't like blue cheese. There are people who don't like blue cheese. Maybe I'm you have a, maybe you're allergic to a um, penicillin. I'm one of them. Yeah. I'm allergic to penicillin. Cheese. Not me, please. You're a ranch guy when you have your wangs, right? <laughs> Brian, was there anything in the pantry that you didn't put on your plate? It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to show you and the world just boom. And I actually think it, it worked really impressively nice. When I went to your booth and I was very anxious to try the food, I had to wait a really long time before you even got all the ingredients out of your mouth. And that was another problem. He was eating the ingredients. <laughs> It took him a lot. He's he telling people, "Yeah, you want some gorgonzola?" And he starts picking it out of his mouth. Yeah. And it takes a very long time because it's like kind of melted and very gooey. And he's also like showing people, like, "Look at this braised pork shoulder that falls off the bone." Let me show you. And he was like eating it off the bone in front of them and like putting what was left back on their plate. And I was like, "Brian, this is not how you sell mm -hmm. food to people. You're already in a horse stable." Yeah. So Brian gets eliminated. Let's listen to his goodbye, and it's kind of long. Brian, please recognize and go. So obviously, Casey and Hung, you'll also be going to the final challenge. Congratulations. <laughs> oh my God. I've ridden this thing all the way through Miami to New York to Aspen. I've enjoyed the entire ride. Don't worry about it. I've cooked great dishes. I've left with the greatest amount of respect. I've made friends. I think I was a little cutting edge and maybe a little bit ahead of my time. Maybe I'll be celebrated when I'm gone. You guys, there's no reason to shed tears. I was thinking, God, I could really go home. But I entered this competition to win. And I feel like I definitely have a great chance. My heart goes out to Brian. He gave it his all to see him go home is really tough. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Me leaving means me getting back to my own life. And you know what? I put on a good show every single round, so I'm, I'm pretty thrilled with the results. They say that dishes have not been recreated in the culinary field in so long because everybody does the same flavor profiles, and they play it safe. I didn't play it safe. I blew it up, and I had a great time. And if that's the way that's going to send me home, I'm riding home on a magical carpet. <laughs>
God, that's the longest goodbye. Just leave. So long. And he is descending into madness. What is he talking about with the magic carpet? Yeah. And then he's still in character as the cowboy as he leaves. (laughs) But he does Elvis. Yeah, he does an Elvis impression too. He talks about how people might respect him more when he's dead. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Sad. It's very sad. Well, cowpoke, we've reached the end of our trail here in Aspen, Colorado for this week. Well, I feel like we should set a fire, set camp, tuck her in. Tuck her in. Tuck her in and wait till morning. Tuck her in. Get in here, Tucker. Until next time, it's me, the fastest quick draw on the East Coast and the Reeves Revolver. Three. Brian the Bandolier. Signing off. <laughs> oh, I like that one. The Pink uh, Bandolier. Hanging, uh, hanging from the ceiling. Hanging the from the ceiling. The Bandolier. Signing off. And we'll pack our knives and go next time. Yeah.